Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dunkin' Donut Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 40, where we'll be going over Monday Night Raw from September 7th, 2020. Um, all in all, it was a very long Raw. Yes. It felt very long. It felt longer than three hours. Now, just so everybody's aware, the original intention tonight was to review All Out as well. Unfortunately... I was on my run today, and I took a left when I should have taken a right, and about 10 minutes later, I'm like, I'm about way too far out from where I'm supposed to be, so somebody had to come pick me up on my run. Yeah, I had so, to go grab him. unfortunately, uh, we're not going to do anything with All Out tonight. Tonight, we will do it Friday when we go over NXT and All Elite Wrestling. Uh, we will do our All Out uh, recap then as well, but mm-hmm. for tonight, we're just going to run over Raw. Um, again, we are starting a little bit later than we planned, even later than we originally thought with that, because we've been talking for the last 45 minutes about our fantasy draft that happened last night. Yeah. Your boy here. Going to dominate the league. Yeah, okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see in about four weeks. We'll we'll keep you updated in about four weeks. Yeah. So, we're going to go right into Raw. Um, show opened with, you guessed it, another Randall Keith Orton promo. Yes. Um. I mean, let him get out there every week and talk. Who cares? I mean, he... But does he have to open it every matter. week? It, he should. He's that good, man. Okay. He's that, I agree. Orton uh, is the top heel in Right right now there's only WWE. there's only two people I would allow to open up Monday Night Raw. Randall Orton, Randall Keith Orton, okay? Mm-hmm. And the Hurt Business. That is it. MVP talking on the mic or Randy Orton talking on the mic. Okay. Nothing else. Both of those one the faction is absolutely wrecking shop whenever yeah, they and we'll get to that a little we'll bit later and b randy orton has proven that he's still the apex predator 20 plus years later now i'm gonna put this out there randy orton opening raw is incredible it's great it's awesome i love it but they need to move this feud along without one of the cogs that is in the machine because keith lee being involved in this McIntyre Orton storyline is dragging him down. Is dragging his ass to the ground. He came in the hottest shit on the ground. Running this running he took out Randy Orton at payback in his singles debut on a pay-per-view main roster in 7 to 8 minutes. Mhm. But then he's just stuck in the storyline getting he can't finish a match on Raw because every single time McIntyre gets involved. Okay, so that sets up Lee as the next pedestal because he's either A, going to get sick of McIntyre running in every time he has a match, or B, he is going to go after Orton when Orton takes the belt off McIntyre. I don't mind the cog being there, but I do mind that he's playing the third wheel right now. Yeah, He's... He what he should essentially do is he should get himself inserted into that Clash of Champions match. Yes. By by basically wrecking both of them. Yeah. On one Monday night coming out like last week or two weeks ago they had Randy Orton punting um McIntyre until yeah. he was non-responsive and this week they have Randy Orton Claymore, Claymore. kicking until you know McIntyre um until McIntyre Orton has Claymore to be, Orton until Orton has to be taken out to a local medical facility for further observation. They should have Lee basically just come out and do the exact same thing to both these guys. Just be like, hey, listen, you know, I, I'm not the third wheel here. No. I'm I'm Keith Lee. I, I am, you know, you, 
Now, my my disagreement here with this is I would love to see him in the match, but the same exact thing would happen as the triple threat where Orton would pin McIntyre in this case because he can't pin Lee. Keep Lee out of it. Lee got his W over Orton. So when Orton takes the belt off of McIntyre, Lee can come out as Orton's cutting the promo and saying, I've beaten you. So I deserve a title opportunity. Orton can go through this like whole spiel like, you've never earned anything, blah, blah, blah. And then have a number one contendership, something or rather, if it's triple threats or what have you. And that's how Lee becomes the next challenger for the belt. He's not going to win the belt this early into his career, but he'll get a good showing. He'll probably have a match, the pay-per-view before Survivor Series, if not at Survivor Series, for this belt. You really think they're going to put... No, they're not going to put a title match at Survivor Series. Survivor Series is those brand versus brand. So that's why I'm saying it's going to be the one before. Isn't Clash of Champions the one before? I think it's Clash of Champions, and then you get an October pay-per-view, which is probably Hell in a Cell. Okay. And then it's going to be Survivor Series. Yeah, but they're not going to put... Putting Orton and Lee at Hell in a Cell wouldn't make sense either. Well, they're not going to be in Hell in a Cell, but they'll have a match at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, but I can but guarantee, Owen, totally, I can guarantee, a Hell in a Cell match this year is going to be Kevin Owens, Alistair Black. Okay, I mean, those are the types of matches that should be in Hell in a Cell, but in years past they haven't. Like Hell in a Cell meant something a long time ago. Like it was a true stipulation match for people who just had to. The last time I remember a Hell in a Cell actually meaning something and ha- coming out and performing. Was New Day Usos at Hell in a Cell 2017 or 18? No. Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton last year. That was a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Okay, that was that was what a Hell in a Cell match was supposed to be. I mean, that was a true blow-off. Screwdrivers and ear holes and... Yeah. Yeah, okay. That, that was a real Hell in a Cell match. You know what I mean? The problem is, is they've taken Hell in a Cell stipulation and they've almost just turned it into a... A glorified cage match in which it's, which it's just a it's just a match. Inside. It's a, it's a cage match with weapons, essentially. If they ever even get to it, you yeah. Know what I mean? They need to. Hell in the Cell is supposed to be like a major blow off match. The first one with Undertaker, uh, Shawn Michaels, Mankind, Undertaker. I mean, and and the end of an era match. Yeah. Between Triple H and Undertaker, it's the suppo- last time they ever met in the ring. Yes, it's supposed to be blow off well, matches. One on one. Again, whether or not. Lee gets into that type of match. We'll see. I just think, I think Lee needs to assert his dominance over both McIntyre and Orton in the weeks to come. However, they want to see fit to do it, but yeah. he needs to, he needs to reawakening that you know that basking of Keith Lee's glory. Yeah. So. Yeah, but anyway, back to the segment is um, Orton comes out and basically says that. I have a match, and I'm going to be facing Drew McIntyre at Clash of Champions if he's healthy. And if he's not, I should be handed the belt at Clash of Champions. And then Scott Steiner's music hits, and he comes out, and it's Scott, Sky- Scott Steiner's driving a uh, ambulance. Actually, it's Drew McIntyre. He comes out, and Claymore's the hell out of Randy Orton. Yeah. Number one. Um, cut to the back. Um, <clears throat> Adam Pierce, <laughs> Scrap Iron Adam Pierce is talking to uh, uh, Drew and saying, Drew. You're not medically cleared. You're not medically cleared. Why the hell are you here? Go home. Yeah, get your stuff and get out of here. <clears throat> yeah, and McIntyre says, okay, I'll go, blah, blah, blah. He yeah. leaves. As he, as he turns to the camera, basically winks. <laughs> yeah, basically. Next segment. In my opinion, segment of the night. Second segment of the show, segment of the night. 
Apollo Crews, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander against the Hurt Business, mm-hmm. aka Cedric Alexander's heel turn joining the Hurt Business. Yes, and all the little uh, the little nuances that come out after when they the, this segment isn't just this one piece. It's no, the, it's it's the MVP, the MVP lounge VIP lounge later on in the show as well. But the match was very good overall. With yeah. uh, with Cruz and. Cruz gets um, targeted throughout this match. Like, Cruz is the one in the match for the majority of the time. Yes. But as he's going for the hot tag from Ricochet, that's when Ricochet is ripped down by his tag team partner, Cedric, thrown against the apron, thrown against the barricade, thrown against the apron again, thrown against the barricade. Ricochet was selling so well for those. Yes. Um, Then he comes in, gives a lumbar check. Cedric basically says, what the hell are you doing? Um, Turns to go take on Shelton, which huge props for Shelton Benjamin here getting this pin. Yeah. Um, turns to Shelton, eats a lumbar check, eats a pay dirt, one, two, three. Shelton Benjamin pins Apollo Cruz, and Al- uh, not Alistair, Alexander is not officially in Hurt Business yet because he hasn't been given the t-shirt. Yeah. Um, but he gets that later on at the VIP lounge, which we'll skip to that just right now because it's right here. Um, he comes out and basically says, I'm just sick and tired of just being another guy. He wants to be in something that matters. Yes. So that's why he joined the heart business. He's bringing some youth to the heart business. He accepts the shirt, and the back of it says, I'm in. So Cedric Alexander is now part of the heart business. However, you can tell that there's going to be something between him and Shelton Benjamin, because Shelton Benjamin doesn't trust Yeah, him. before this, uh, Shelton and him, he's like... Why do you, why you want to join? Yeah. And then he basically says, well, I'm sick of you know helping other people retain their championships. Yeah. Um, and Shelton... Isn't that what the Hurt Business does with Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley, yeah. And Shelton basically says, well, you better not be planning something, because if you are, I will hurt you. Yeah. And I will put you out of commission. Um, Next segment was, oh, Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. I'm sick of seeing this match. I'm sick of seeing We've seen these four guys in matches together for the last month and a half, Two two months. It's... It's four talented wrestlers, and I, I, I love watching four talented wrestlers. But at this point, they're becoming two, three-minute matches. They're not I mean, really this doing, wasn't a match. They're not, they're not doing anything, and um, it's just showcasing that you have no tag division. And yeah. now, obviously, Street Profits go over yeah. in this match. Oh, no, no, no. You missed a segment. You missed a segment. Um, you had... Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. You're right. This was. There's another... The thing is, is WWE, WWE's... This Raw was weird because I feel like we missed a segment because there was like four breakups in this segment. In, in yeah. this Monday Night Raw. You had Cedric. You had um, what we're talking about right now with Andrade and... Alistair. Uh, no. Uh, no. Andrade and Garza. Garza. Um, you had Peyton Royce's dissension. You mean Billy Kay's dissension? Well, no, but well, Peyton yeah. Royce and Billy Kay, that, they broke up. Yeah. And then you had um, Murphy. Yeah. Essentially, Rollins left him the freaking... Get- his head caved in by the Mysterio family. The entire Mysterio family, yeah. which Mrs. Mysterio Even, and uh, Aaliyah looked so horrified to be beating the hell out of Murphy. But we'll so, get to that later. But that's what I mean. All these segments just kind of melded into each other, and they didn't, it didn't it didn't feel natural. It feels like Raw is missing somebody. Um, yeah. Well, now who's on SmackDown? Basically, um, aka Heyman. Yeah. Um, but post match, um, as Garza's walking to the back. Out comes Cesaro. Yeah. With Shinsuke. Now, this is the only positive thing that came out of this. Yeah, they're talking about a quarterly quarterly interbrand 
Invitational. You want to know what I want to see them do? Unify the belts. Yes. Just unify the belts. You don't have enough tag teams You right don't now. have enough tag teams on SmackDown. You don't have enough tag teams on Raw. But combine them, you can get a decent, a half-decent yeah. tag com- division You right can't now. compete with AEW because of the way that you mistreated so many tag teams yeah, and over the last gone. couple of years. They're gone. Uh, you had uh, AOP gone. Well, You had injury- FTR. Listen, AOP can be put to the side because of the fact that it was a lot injuries. of injuries. Okay, But you FTR. had FTR. You had... Um, 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 you had Zack Ryder and um, Ryder and Hawkins. Hawkins. Oh, uh, you had the Ascension. Yeah, you, you had, had Insanity. Mm-hmm. You had um, Lucha House Party, yeah. which you still do have. But I mean, you had Lucha House Party. Um, you had Rusev and Aiden English. You had a lot of tag teams, man. That you just kind of like just wasted because you didn't know what to do with them. The Usos, like well, they're not doing anything well, right let's now. Let's be real. Jay's hurt. So that's yeah. why Jimmy's on a singles run. No, I know. And Jimmy's going to get and, absolutely murdered. And the New Day, but both Kerf, Kofi and uh, Woods are hurt. Yeah, but you needed... You, this is the perfect thing that's happening to the New Day right now. With, yeah, with Big E single run. With Big E single run. So you don't have a tag division that you can say is on Raw or is on SmackDown. So unify the belts. Let this be a, let this be a belt for belt match. Whoever wins, holds both titles, can go between both brands, defend mm-hmm. them against whoever the heck they want. and Which... This would probably happen to Class of Champions. I know I'm pre-booking. No, it should happen on Monday Night Raw. It should happen at Raw next week? Yeah, the belts should be put on the line on Monday Night Raw. The winner of the match is the new WWE Tag Tag Team Team Champions. Champions. Not Raw Tag Team Champions. Do they bring back the pennies? Yeah, bring back. I don't care what they bring back. I mean, maybe design something off the Intercontinental Championship, the black strap or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think it'd be cool, but I you or or come out with a black strap with the the women's title, the women's tag team championship design, where it's the almost the plus sign, Mm -hmm. but do it with a black strap. All I know is that get rid of the two belts. Yeah, you don't need them. You you really don't. No. Um, Next segment um, was more dissension between Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Yep. Uh, Singles match between the two of them. Basically saying that um, one was the reason for it and the other one was the reason for their dissension and all that stuff. Um, good match. WWE botched this. They really they botched screwed this. up the breakup between these they two. They could have dragged this on for about three weeks, four weeks, had yeah. an awesome blow-off match. Nope. They they rushed it for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I, this essentially was Peyton Royce going over Billy Kay, meaning that Peyton Royce... Is going to be the single star to come out of this. Yes, um, which she has potential in her singles career. I think so. They both do, but, but Billy Kay, I'd say a little bit less than Peyton, just because it seems that Peyton's a little bit more polished in the ring. So I and could she's see a better talker. Yes, but I could see Billy possibly returning to NXT, having some singles competition there, or going to SmackDown. So they would completely split them up. Let Peyton. Run, run ship on Raw, mm-hmm. and let Billy not be caught up in the fold, but go be involved in some storylines yeah. in, in SmackDown. No, no, because SmackDown needs it. I no, I I don't <laughs> mind any of that, but my problem is the way that they they booked this breakup. They yeah. rushed, they rushed it, dude. They rushed it. They they could have they could have easily given us four weeks of stuff building up to this. You know, you start with the whole Ruby Riot, uh, you know, living riot thing. Where, you know, how did how'd you miss my tag? Or, you know, how did you allow me to get caught up in this? And then you could build to something where they're just that raw on the ground and they're kind of like just... 
being down there and they're spectating or whatever. And Peyton kind and of Peyton, pushes Bailey, yeah, uh, Billy Kay into the into the thing, and she gets absolutely murdered by Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. So then you get the next week they come out and they kind of like, hey, listen, I don't know what's been going on with us the last couple of weeks, but I I feel like you have some ulterior motive when it comes to you know comes to the iconics. I don't feel like you're and this would be Billy for, almost turning heel on Peyton. No, this would be Peyton turning heel on Billy. Being, really? Yeah, because. Bill, okay. Pay, Billy would look like the like the sympathetic baby face, where she's like, "I don't know what's going on with you. I've known you my whole life. You've never been like this to me. Why did you? You know what happened last week at?" And at, then Peyton would turn right there. Would would turn right there. You know, maybe maybe write her off TV for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Then get the blow off match, where you get Peyton Royce over Billy Kay, and that's it. Then at that point, write Billy, write Billy Kay off again for a couple more weeks. Give and her then some time. Have her show up on SmackDown. Have her get a chance. To, to come up with what she wants to do with her character, yeah. separate from Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce could be a perfect heel at that point. Yeah. She could be a heel on Raw. And she could chase Oscar. She could chase Oscar, and bang. That's how you get Peyton Royce into the, into into the, the title picture. Title top picture. The way they did it, they rushed it. I'm not saying that the way I'm talking about it maybe is the best way to do it, but it just makes the most sense. It yeah. gives you a four-week build, then a, a two-week layoff, then a blow-off match, where you do essentially what Bailey just did to um, Sasha. Sasha. Chair involved, true injury, like true injury involved, kayfabe injury. Yeah. Another two weeks, three weeks, four weeks of no Billy Kay. I mean, we went months without seeing these ladies. So yeah. what's the big deal if we don't see Billy Kay for another four weeks? Yeah. Like, give her a chance and to And that gives to... Peyton even more heat. Exactly. Because the longer Billy's away, the, the more, more heat he... Peyton gets. Yeah. And maybe what you do is you get, you get Peyton Royce... And you put her into that title picture, and she may not win the title picture or whatever like that. And you get a returning Billy Kay who comes back, and maybe you can do like a three-match series with them. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying Billy Kay is bad in the ring. Peyton Royce is definitely leaps and bounds ahead. But maybe she spends a couple of weeks at the Performance Center doing a little bit of training. Just polishing herself up. Just polishing up. stuff up. You know, um, smoothing out those those rough edges that she may have. Then then you get her back in after Peyton Royce has went after that chase, went after that belt. You know, then she cuts a, a really vicious promo talking about how, you know what, I did reach the mountain top. Yeah, I lost to Oscar, but you know what, I was never there when I had Billy Kay in my life. Billy Kay held me back. You know, we were the tag team champions, and what happened? She took the pinfall. She's the reason why we lost those tag team championship belts, not yeah. me. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> Billy Kay's music hits, and she comes out, and she's that powerful baby face who just comes down to the ring and just, you know, wrecks shop for a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, get that three, get the two, three matches out of that. See what happens. And then yeah. you can decide which direction you want to go. Obviously, McMahon's high on Peyton Royce, so I think they're going to go the heel route with Peyton Royce. And no matter what, at the end of this, Billy Kay's going to always feel like she's a mid-card talent. Yeah. But at the end, you need something to put Peyton Royce to the peak, let her come down a little bit, then, again, have those matches with Billy Kay to bring her back up, Yeah. then beat a couple of other people in the, on the way back up, and then set it up for another championship match. Yeah. I, I Again, it kind of writes itself. Yeah. So, but the next segment, um, I think we missed when it happened in the back. It happens at some random point, but, uh, Scrap Iron is in the back talking to Shayna and Naya about, so you have a handicap match against Living Right, and then you have a handicap match against Living Right, and they're kind of just kind of arguing like, well, why do both of us have to do it? Why can't we just beat the hell out of them normally? And then, and then Drew just walks by. Yeah. Scrap Iron sees him and is like, hold on, ladies. Everybody back. He goes up to Drew and says, Drew, what the hell are you doing here? I told you to leave. I lost my phone. He's like, I lost my phone. He's got a phone in his hand. He's got a phone in his hand. He's looking down, scrolling on something. And then Pierce is like, 
okay, fine. Just just leave. Just go. Just get out of here now. And Drew's like, okay, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Um, next in ring segment was a. Um, so it started with the Mysterio family walking through the backstage area, and you can see Buddy come in in the background and just kind of stand there and stare at them. Uh, cuts to them in the ring. They're being interviewed by Charlie, and essentially, um, Charlie's asking Ray how his uh, separated tricep, yep, separated triceps, doing. He says, "You know, it hurts. It's still healing, but I'm here to support my son who has a match tonight with Murphy." Um, and Dominic basically says um, that I'm trying to remember exactly what he says, but he says that he's a uh, He's a second-generation superstar, and he knows what he has to do to pick up the win against Murphy. <laughs> and then Murphy says, hey, up here, on the Tron. <laughs> and he legit says, on the Tron. Because, like, where else would anybody show up except in, in like, the crowd somewhere? I don't know. Um, which there is no crowd. He would just show up on one of the random squares. <laughs> It'd be like Hollywood squares. You have to find Murphy. Speaking of those squares, not to like, really go on a tangent, but have you been seeing, like, like, have you been freeze-framing any of the stuff that's been going no. on in those squares? There's heard... been some very lewd and some very inappropriate things. Really? Those. Oh, my God. It is bad. The People people just need to stop being stupid. Yeah. Okay? Because eventually, WWE is going to go back to doing just black screens. Yeah, empty, they'll go empty, back to the PC. Back, back to empty arenas. Because you really don't need people doing the things that they're doing on those screens. Yeah. It's not necessary. Did you know that at SummerSlam... Kenny Omega came in and watched for a little bit. Kenny Omega showed up on one of the screens. Really? Yeah. I was not aware of that. Yeah, and then Kenny actually confirmed it and says, what can I say? I'm a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. I he mean, wanted to watch SummerSlam, and he said, you know what? Screw it. So Kenny Omega was on WWE TV programming. <laughs> uh, uh, What's the word for it? Uh, foreshadowing much? Foreshadowing, Could maybe? find himself uh Royal Rumble 30, uh, 2034. Maybe. 2024. Um... Well, anyway, the the former disciple shows up and says, uh, street fight, fight me, street fight, essentially. <laughs> he basically says that you're the reason that uh, Rollins has wants nothing to do with me. You're the reason that uh, my... Um, my Messiah. My Messiah turned on me. Ray basically says, well, you're the dumbass who decided to follow that sick son of a bee. Yep. Um, okay. And... I was just, I was just weirded out by that edit for no reason. Eh, whatever, <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, and Dominic accepts the challenge for the street fight and says that, um, if you touch my family, because Murphy invites his family to be ringside. Yeah, he says if you touch my family, you don't want to know what I'll do to you. Yeah, I will. I, that'll be the last thing you ever do with your life. That'll be the last breath you take in and let out. Um, up next is a. Phenomenal segment between your Raw Women's Champion and Kiki James against two talking heads. Hey, listen. All I'm happy about with this whole thing is that it's it's led to Mickey James versus Oscar. Yes, which I that's want that, what's going to happen. I want at, that match at Clash Champions. I want that match because I think I really think that Mickey James can bring out some really good in Oscar. I'm not saying Oscar isn't good. Don't twist my words. All I'm saying is, is Mickey James has a lot of years of ring experience. Can this bring back NXT Oscar? Could oh no, this... NXT Oscar's already back. 
Really? Yeah, she's already back. They've they've allowed her to rebuild that mystique. They you know the whole thing that she was doing with Kyrie Zane with the tag team championships that really rebuilt the mystique. Um, and then she gave a lot of that mystique off to Shayna Baszler in the Elimination Chamber last year. Yeah, Not this past year, but last year when Baszler. Oh, it was this it year. It was this year. God, was when man, Baszler, COVID really messed everything yeah, up. Yeah, when Baszler, when Baszler ru- choked out everybody, yeah. ruined everybody. She rubbed that mystique off on Baszler that she never got a chance to at NXT. Yeah. Now, I really feel like Oscar's mystique is back. I just feel that this Mickey James and Oscar match will could easily be one of Oscar's better matches on either Raw or SmackDown since she's came up. Yeah. I think it has that it has that opportunity to be as good as the Bailey Oscar match we just saw. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, because that was a you know, yeah, it was SummerSlam, right? Yeah, yeah. That that is was incredible, an incredible match, and I think Mickey James has the opportunity to to get that kind of match out of Oscar because I feel like Mickey James is a very similar wrestler to a Bailey. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Very similar styles. Yeah, and she's part of the old guard. Yeah. You know, I mean, unfortunately, using one person from the old god very wrong with this whole Lana Natalia. and Natalia thing. But again, at the end of the day, what did we get out of it? We got um, Mickey James getting a clean... Was it Mickey James who tapped out? I think out? it was Oscar that tapped, tapped out. Tapped Lana, Lana. Immediately. Yeah. So you get you get both Oscar and Mickey James basically dominating in this match. Yeah. Really quick tap, which is what Lana should do. She doesn't belong in a ring. Te- technically, I mean, she's more of a valet than she is a wrestler. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a valet. Scarlett Bordeaux is a valet. We don't want to see her really wrestling in the ring. Okay, no. Lana's a great valet. That's what she should do. Um, but quick tap, and it sets up what what is going to be a good match. I'm very excited for Mickey James versus Oscar. I yeah. said it last week. I'll say it again this week, and I'll say it every week leading up. I. I want to see these two women in the ring. I think it'll be an awesome match. Again, I don't think we've seen it. I don't think we've seen this one-on-one in the past. So in I think, main roster, no. No. I don't NXT, th- there was their match, but I don't think it's been on main roster. Yeah. Yet. I want to see what these two women can do in a WWE ring. And let them let them direct the match. Yeah. Let Oscar and Mickey James. One has incredible experience in a WWE ring and knows what a WWE-style match is. And the other one is the best women's wrestler on the planet yeah <laughs> by far in oscar yeah by far uh next segment was uh the vip lounge with cedric alexander yep. we basically already discussed that. that he joined yep. uh hurt business then you had the other four come down the yeah. viking raiders and the raiders cedric, uh, cedric and apollo not with, cedric uh apollo, apollo and, ricochet. and ricochet they came down led to an awesome match i'll tell you something right now i would love to see love to see even if it's only one or two matches cedric and ricochet just have a have yeah. a feud. I feel like that'll happen. Oh man, did, did you see their segments together in the mm-hmm. ring? So good. It reminded me their segments back and forth almost reminded me of the uh, Will Osprey Ricochet stuff that happened in Japan. Have you ever seen some of their trades, some of their back and forth flippy stuff? No, I haven't. I've been, I've been told about. It. I've been told oh, it's really good. God. I have you to know, show you one of the do segments. You, do you know what this whole thing reminds me of? Like these. Six guys between Ricochet, um, Apollo, Apollo, um, Hurt Business, Hurt in the Hurt Business. So between those five guys, it reminds me a lot of the Click from the nineties, 
always getting good matches out of Diesel and Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels and the one two three kid. These guys just know how to all meld together. You got the one powerhouse, then you got the you got the rest of the guys who are more speed. One guy who can do power, stuff like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because you got you got Bob Lashley, who is basically diesel. the powerhouse. Basically diesel. You got uh, MVP, who's a technician, but also the like the main face talker. Yep. You got Cedric, who is the fast, speedy, strikey guy. Yep. And then you got um, Shelton, which is a technical mastermind. Yep. In the ring. Yeah, and and, and I think when you add in. Ricochet into yeah. this, it, it really builds a great element out of these five guys who can make some really good matches. And happening. Apollo as well. Yeah, and Apollo Cruz, not taking anything away from Apollo Cruz. The only thing that sucks coming out of this match is that Ivar is injured. Um, he they threw said up it, the X on himself. They said they said it was just a stinger. Yeah. And you could tell that as soon as it happened, the referee needed the match to end it quickly so this way yeah, they could so get people it was a, down. There's a botch finish. Well, it really wasn't a botch finish. It was a botch finish because Be- they called for the bell on a two count, a 2.9. I mean, that guy, Ricochet kicked out clear, but it, it, it was like a close yeah. three. You know what I'm saying? So The ref the, might have been obstructed. So Yeah, so he called for the bell. And I, and I think there was just no communication from... This happens, especially when an injury happens unexpectedly, especially on a move that the guy's done a thousand times and yeah. he's never been hurt on it, and it's a fluke thing. Things happen in the ring. We've talked about this. That yeah. is why Karrion Cross doesn't have the belt right now. Things will happen. Ivar's done this move so many times. He just landed wrong, gave himself a stinger. You know, he obviously signaled to one of the guys that was on the floor with him, like, hey, get the referee. I don't feel right. Yeah. The referee is then told what's happening while there's still action going on in the ring. Yeah. He relays the message to Cedric, but doesn't get it to Ricochet in time. Ricochet gets hit with that move. Kick. Ricochet doesn't know that he can't kick, kick out. He, doesn't he shouldn't eat the kick pin. out. He needs to eat the pin right now so they can get help to Ivar. And I'm sure, you know, I, I'm sure that there's there's no ill will or intention on this. But but this could really build to something. This, this could, could build, build Ricochet, to Ricochet Cedric. being like, hey, listen, I didn't get a, I, I didn't get I never pinned. lost. I didn't lose that match. Yeah. I got jogged by that guy right there. That referee jogged me. I don't want him in my matches right now, and I want another match against you because I know I can be. And that you builds can, a singles you can, match you for can them. Tur- you can turn this a little bit. I'd hate to do that off of an injury, but you can turn this a little bit. Yeah. I just hate that. I'd, I'd hate Ivar to lose time, man. I really would. I hope it's something minor. It's a stinger. It has Two him weeks, out for a couple maybe. of weeks. Give him a little bit of time to rest. I would I would genuinely hate because they're, they're a group of guys who could con- who could contend for the uh, – um, for the hopefully the unified tag team championship. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is if if this is only a couple week injury, they could keep them off TV for a little bit longer until um. So next week, unify the belts. Yep. Class of champions have the rematch for whomever lost their championship. Mm-hmm. Have that. Even though it's not supposed to be any automatic rematches, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. I know. I'm just um. I'm dogging and then it. after that match. Have war raiders, not Viking raiders. War raiders. They're not going to use the word war. They're not. They're not. There's a reason why they pulled it off. Man. Fine. The retribution raiders. The um, retribution raiders. Oh my god, dude. Okay. Um, just have the raiders come out and just lay both teams out, reassert their dominance, and have them challenge for the belts next. No, I have no problem with them reasserting their dominance. I just, again. It'll be tough because they've got to reestablish this tag team division. There's yes. got to be a way they have to reestablish it. And I know, I again, 
this COVID situation really threw monkey wrenches in because there's a high probability we may have already seen Volta and Imperium possibly in yeah. Raw or SmackDown at this point yeah. this year. had Which, that would be crazy to see them go up against Heart Business. No, it, it, I don't think we would have gotten Heart Business had this not happened. I, yeah, I agree. I, don't I, don't, think, I think Heart I Business is a 100% a empty arena thing. Yeah, that happened. You know what I mean? Because they had to reestablish Bobby Lashley. Nobody was taking him seriously Yeah. after the whole Lana Love angle with Rusev. And then Rusev leaves WWE and becomes Nero. And it, they needed this empty arena stuff. And it helped them fix some characters. It may have hurt some other characters. But all in all, I think WWE's done a good job with it. I just want to see where they're going to go once the arena start filling up again. And yeah. I think they need to do something because with AEW already putting some fans in their arenas, yeah, they're, WWE they're, needs to figure something out. Yeah. Uh, next segment was um, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Yep. Match didn't come to a finish because McIntyre got involved. McIntyre got involved. McIntyre hits his second Claymore. Claymore of the night. Yep. Uh, Pierce... He gets back to the back. Pierce is like, what the hell are you doing here? He's like, grab the wrong phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he starts leaving again. Um, then we had a whole kerfuffle of stuff happen. We had two handicap matches. One where Shayna loses because she's distracted by Nia. And then Roll up. Essentially. Uh, and one where... Naya and the Riot Squad don't come to an end because of retribution, but stuff happened before it. Before we get to the retribution segment, Raw Underground, we had Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black in Raw Underground. It seems it like broken, right, it was broken down into like three different segments too. Yeah, and they had a bunch of like random people getting involved too. They had um, Bubba Tunde, big dude. Yep, I'm um, get involved. I think they had uh, what's his face, um, Tito Sabatelli, not Tino Sabatelli, um, Riddick Moss. Get involved, I think. Mm-hmm. A couple other random PC guys. Um, that was interesting. Oh, and McIntyre Claymore Randy again. <laughs> um, which it, it, this is where Raw got really fell off the rails in my eyes. Yeah, you had this so last much, like, like forty five minutes. Like you just, just you you just threw so much at us at once, and you didn't put it in any kind of like a semblance of order. Like I would have li- loved to have just seen the raw underground stuff go like commercial free. For, yeah, like, twenty minutes. Just let them guys all get into like an all out brawl. Yeah, which let, I've noticed let, that raw underground, along with these random like Riddick Moss and some of the Dolph Ziggler stuff, and it was Eric and Ivar. Yeah. Raw Underground seem seemingly is being used to put main roster, like main in ring storylines, kind of diverge them a little bit, but continue their storyline to bring them right back to into the ring. Into the ring. So it's kind of like because you had after their breakup, you had Peyton and Billy in there. Yeah. Like, um, again, we could have used that a different. way. You had Shayna and Nia in there, kind of continuing their storyline. You have the Hurt Business going in there and continuing their storyline with Cedric Apollo and. Ricochet, but you I have think, all that stuff. I think the Hurt Business can continue to go to Raw Underground. I think it works very well for them. It my, does. My thing is with... Because that that's their after hours money. Yeah. That's what, their after hours paycheck. What happened What happened this week, I loved everything that was going on with Alistair Black and Kevin Owens. It just felt weird that this is supposed to be something with like no rules and anything's supposed to go and yada, yada, yada. And then as soon as they fall out of the ring, they've got to stop the match and cut away to something else for them to get back in the ring to restart the match, for them to fall back out of the ring. For the, I... I I, I, I just, I was lost in it. Yeah. I, I like the element of it. I just think they need to kind of tighten some stuff up, figure out what they want to do. And instead of doing these weird, um, these weird five or six minute things that they do and then cutting away and then coming back later on, no, just you know, almost do, um, 
do a commercial-free segment. Yeah, just do a commercial-free segment. Give yourself a half an hour or, or 20 minutes commercial-free. And I know that's huge because I understand the revenue that comes in from commercials and stuff like that. But do something like that where you just you set it up and maybe make it the closing segment on a, on a roar. Or maybe making it yeah. the opening segment to hour three, uh, hour, you know, the third hour yeah. on a roar. I just... I just feel it's like where they should go with it versus what they currently are doing with it. it just it felt weird. Yeah. Um. As far as some of the other stuff that you kind of quickly went over, um, the two handicap matches didn't really make sense to me. I love the retribution stuff. Yeah. I love the promo that they cut. I love how they were talking about how you know they're the people who've been held down and held back, and it's time for them to seek their retribution against the WWE and against all the talent. Um. I told you earlier, you know, it was weird because this week Michael Cole was on commentary and Tom Phillips was. You know, MIA. I think Tom Phillips has something to do with retribution now. And I think a different official has something to do with it. I think that uh, Pierce yeah, you has something. Something with Adam Pierce. Uh, I I think that's a interesting theory. Because Adam Pierce always tells the security guards, hey, you got to make sure that retribution doesn't get in. But then he's always standing there. And tonight after he said that, it almost looked like he had a, like a thinking face or a, almost a smirk. Mm-hmm. Like... Okay, now that I got them out of my way, I can actually do something about them. Well, I like it, but we'll see what happens because they, they have to try to come to some kind of end with this. Yeah. I think the hacker has something to do with it too. Yeah, because it kind of just dropped off the hacker. I think they they need to reintroduce that, bring that back, somehow make that all work. Yeah. Um, but then we should just get to the uh, final segment of the night because the final segment fight. of the night was incredible. I mean, first of all, they do a lot of these. Um, I've noticed they've been doing a lot of these tornado tags. Or these street fights, or these hardcore matches with Dominic. But man, this kid is a savant. This kid can perform. Yeah, he can. He's a really good wrestler. He's, he's a very, a good very, very, very good wrestler. I mean, he has he needs it in a his little blood. bit. He needs a little bit of polish on the mic. But it's fine, man. He's gonna get that. The, it the in ring. He stuff, just needs reps, dude. That's the, what he needs. The in ring stuff is incredible. Yeah. And again, I said it at SummerSlam. I wasn't dogging him. I was dogging the whole Ray thing. Yeah. He was good. Pat McAfee outperformed him because Pat McAfee isn't in the ring as much as Dominic has been in the ring the last McAfee few years. McAfee had two weeks. Yes. Mysterio had two years. Had a lot of time to get himself ready. So I'm very impressed with what McAfee did. Doesn't mean I'm not impressed with what Dominic's doing. Dominic's doing some great stuff. Dude, the jump off the LED boards, the flipping off the LED boards, the, the things he's doing in in these hardcore matches are awesome, okay? It's almost reminiscent of Young Ray. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely from his WCW days. Yeah. Definitely reminiscent of a Young Ray Mysterio Jr. And it's nice because he has someone like Buddy Murphy or Murphy who is able to work with him very closely. Yeah. And Murphy, all the power to him, man. He's swallowing his pride and he's taking some losses. That's really, really, really he's, good. He's doing what, um, who are we saying? Randy Orton never did for anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Never did it for anybody. Um, but he's he's being that not almost enhancement talent, but he's he's being, being a that mentor. Ro- he's exactly. being a mentor. He's he's not old by any sense of the imagination, no, but no. he's been in the business for a while. Do you know do you know who Buddy Murphy really reminds me of? Who? Kenny Omega. Yeah, okay. I can give you that. Kenny Omega and Buddy Murphy are again if Kenny Omega is Samuel Adams. Original Boston Lager. Buddy Murphy is Sam is Sam Light. Yeah. Okay. I can see he's that. He's really good. He just is being utilized. 
the yeah. way that Kenny Omega was able to flourish in the New Japan system yeah. and subsequently since he's been to AEW. Yeah. But Kenny Omega and Buddy Murphy are one in the same. One in the same as far as the move sets that they do, the things that they can do in the ring, their their ability to cut promos. Yeah, if if Buddy Murphy found himself in the same position that Kenny did in New Japan, he would be in the conversation for top five wrestlers of current day. Oh, all, all day. But also don't forget, Kenny Omega has, I think, 10 years on Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's oh, yeah. very young. Yeah, Murphy's Buddy Mur- very young. Bu- Buddy Murphy's, what, 24, 25? I don't know, but you he's You don't have to look it up. It's, I, I'm just saying he's... I'm just going to take a quick peek. Yeah, he's very young. And I know Kenny Omega's getting into his mid-30s. Yeah. So he's he's in his late thirties, I'd say. Okay. So Buddy is he is thirty one. Oh, Buddy Murphy's that old? Yeah. He doesn't seem it. Maybe no. he's ring young. Maybe he hasn't been in the ring very long. Kenny Omega's thirty six. Okay. So five years is big in wrestling. Yeah. He's very big. So I think Buddy Murphy. I would have sworn Buddy Murphy was younger. I Murphy's really debut was in two thousand seven. Okay, so he's he's been- thirteen years in the ring. And Kenny is his debut was in February of 2000. So he's got 20 years in he's the ring. He's got 20 years in the ring. Okay. That's a long time. Yeah. Seven extra years on your body. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, but Buddy Murphy and definitely. Especially, well, especially with the way Especially he, with how he wrestles and, and where, especially with wrestling in Japan. And yeah, where he wrestled. In strong style Japan. So um, back to Murphy, back to Mysterio. This was awesome. Yeah. First he gets tied up in the ropes and everybody's beating him with kendo sticks. It was just kendo sticks for days. It was as if kendo sticks were just given away as a, hey, welcome to the party. Here, take a kendo stick. It's like, it's, you know it, you know, back in the day when it was the ba- Bailey Buddy section and everybody yes. had those papers, it was just handed out in the concourse? Yeah. It's just kendo stick, kendo stick, kendo stick, kendo stick, kendo stick. And it was funny because Ray Mysterio's wife was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And Ray's like, look what they did to my eye. Look at my face. And then she was like, okay. Smack, 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 smack. And, yeah. Hey, again, props to Murphy. Props yeah. to Murphy for standing for there and those. taking it. And no Rollins came out for the save. No. This is going to build to something very interesting between Murphy and Rollins, which I'm excited to see because I think the I two think of them it could be a Rollins face turn. No. Not Rollins. Murphy face turn. Murphy, yeah. That's what I meant. Rollins is too good That's as a heel. That's Rollins what I meant. Rollins is That's way too good as a heel. That's what I meant. I meant okay. to say Murphy. All right. <sighs> anyway. Overall, though, it was an interesting rod. It was a very interesting rod. The highs were very high. The lows were really the low. The lows were really, really low. And and the thing was is when you have that convoluted mess at the beginning of the third hour, it's just like, it was like what's going on here? Oof. Like, okay, you went this direction and then you swerved us and it's like, wait a minute, why are we back over here? Wait, what? Huh? What? Now Retribution's talking? Now we don't... Okay, whatever. Just... Tighten it up. Yeah. Get, get a little bit more of, like, in line. And the Peyton Royce stuff, like I said, they rushed it, and it hurts. Because, like I said, you could have gotten a good four-week build out of it, a good month. You could have gotten a month's worth of segments out of this. Yeah, definitely. You could have taken up, if you gave them 15 minutes every time, you could have taken up an hour of TV time to yeah. get them to build One up. hour of 12, 12 hours of Raw in a, in a month, you could have taken up an entire hour of that. Yeah, with building this really good feud. Yeah. And you know what? That's you, a good chunk and, of time. And, and maybe you could have done an hour and t- 15 minutes by really setting up a really nice match or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a good 25-minute match. Yeah. So, but we'll never know because yeah. they did it the way they did it. Yeah, but anyway, I think that's going to pretty much finish up this episode. It's actually been a little bit of a longer one. Yeah. We, uh, because we went on a few tangents, but that happens. That happens when I'm talking. Yeah, but other than that, I think that pretty much finishes this episode off. Obviously, go follow us over on social media at Double Doink Network on Instagram, Twitter, 
and Facebook. Um, like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Questions, comments, concerns, you can send them there or our personals. This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.